How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Monday, March the 22nd. We're starting the daily updates once again this week, and we had a great weekend of news. Let's jump right in. Our headliner for today is that after an extremely long wait, Starbreeze has finally secured a publisher for Payday 3. So, Coke Media has entered a 50 million euro deal to cover both development costs and international marketing. And that's going to cover the finances of the game up to its release and the 18 months following. What this means is that Payday 3 is now expected to launch on PC and consoles in 2023. Now, if you haven't been following this story, this is absolutely huge for Starbreeze. They were on the brink of insolvency for a very long time. They were only barely scraping by with revenue from Payday 2 through all of last year. And now they've had a leadership change. They've really focused in on, you know, Payday is going to be the thing that they do. So hopefully it's a, a bit more of a brighter future for them. I'm sure they feel much better being secure for the next couple of years. Marvel's Avengers developer Crystal Dynamics have now confirmed that the PlayStation-exclusive appearance of Spider-Man in the game is going to be delayed. It was originally planned for early 2021. Right now, it's not even on their roadmap. So if you play the game on PlayStation, you're going to have to wait for Spider-Man for a bit. Now, interestingly, Marvel's Avengers was also a catalyst for some criticism against the PlayStation 5 save transfer process this weekend. So it wasn't so much criticism against the game, but basically, Marvel's Avengers had to create this entire FAQ and huge Twitter thread in order to explain the steps needed to transfer a save from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5. It's pretty complicated, and a lot of people were having a lot of problems with it. Meanwhile, if you're just on Xbox for the same game, uh, you just have to own both of the games and pretty much not do anything else. The saves will just work. And it's pretty funny, you might remember when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One launched... Uh, PlayStation did this quick little jab at Xbox about how hard it was to share games with your friends. And so Xbox was able to jab back at this generation and say, look how hard it is to transfer a save. Anyway, if you are looking to do save transfers, best of luck. Okay, we got a bunch of game sales updates for some reason this weekend, and it gives us an interesting peek behind the curtain here. So first of all, Valheim is continuing its forward momentum. They just passed 6 million units sold, and that's about 1 million sales per week since it released, which is insane. And right now they're focusing on the next major update for the game called Hearth and Home. Now, there's also a game which is perhaps on the other side of what Valheim is eventually going to go through. Terraria has sold 35 million copies across all of their platforms. It has now also beaten Portal 2 to become Steam's highest rated game of all time. So that's pretty impressive. And finally, another game which has had past experience in early access, The Long Dark, has now been confirmed to sell 5 million units. They have an additional 3.5 million players through the Xbox Game Pass and the free giveaway that they did on the Epic Game Store. But still, again, using Valheim as the frame of reference here, it really puts it into perspective. The Long Dark is a popular survival game, very well known over the past five years or so, even longer, and it has sold less than Valheim. Just shows how fast that game is taking off. Anyway, that's it. Okay, I've got a whole bunch of just little stories that I'm going to lump into one segment here. So first of all, Nier Automata has just been released on the Game Pass PC, and it has been confirmed that this is a fixed version compared to the Steam version. So apparently the Steam version of Nier Automata was this big mess. You needed like mods in order to make it work on some machines. But the Game Pass version, no problem. So hopefully the Steam version is going to be patched in the future with whatever they did. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and speaking of patches, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be getting its next big patch, 
which was delayed thanks to the cyber attack that they had at their company. Uh, Feel free to check out the full details yourself, but it's going to be adding some fixes for the police system, driving, and some more quality of life updates. Uh, Next, we got confirmation that Gotham Knights is going to be delayed into 2022. This is the co-op beat-em-up from WB Montreal. Uh, Expect to see a lot more delays in the next nine months, folks. That's going to be a big thing this year. And finally, Shin Megami Tensei 3 has been remastered and is going to be releasing on PC this May. So this game was first released in 2003, then they released the remaster in Asia last October. So this is going to be bringing higher resolution textures, the ability to save anywhere in the game, new voice acting, bunch of stuff. And it's pretty cool. This is kind of continuing Atlas's streak of bringing their catalog to PC. They recently did Persona 4 Golden, so we'll see if they do anything else as well. I know they've been seeing a lot of success on PC, so I don't see why not. Anyway, folks, that is going to do it for today. Thank you so, so much for tuning into the show. I'd also like to give a big thank you to Victo, Elias, and Red Storm for leaving me five-star reviews. It's greatly appreciated. Helps out a lot. And hey, folks, that's all I got for you today. I'm back with the news tomorrow, and until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, The story of Valheim is really interesting, right? One million sales a week. Six million up to this point. Six weeks. And it shows a couple of things, right? I think the biggest thing it shows is that the power of streaming is still very much a thing. Last year we saw it with Among Us. We're seeing it with Chess right now. With Phasmophobia. And obviously they've always had some kind of influence, right? There's a reason why... The entire marketing strategy for Apex Legends was, let's just release it without any marketing and just have a bunch of streamers play it on day one. Everybody's known that they're very effective for a long time. But what this is showing is how if you have the right game that appeals to a streaming audience, it can blow up at any time. It can blow up when you're in early access or it can blow up when you're two years old or a thousand years old like chess. Not that any one single developer is profiting from chess, but anyway. So I very much love that, you know, they came out and they said, hey, we just have a really good survival game that does everything right. And that was enough for people. The other thing I think that it shows, though, is that early access right now is way more accepted than it once was. And the reason why I started thinking about that was because of the long dark, right? Now, the long dark has had its ups and downs, but it's also been around for a long time. They had a Kickstarter in 2013. They released an early access late 2014. And people have been talking about this game for as long as I can remember. And again, they've done like reboots of the game, I think, at one point. It took a really long time for them to get all the story episodes out. But if they had released this game in 2021 or 2020 in its current state, you know, who knows? Because I think five years ago, early access was way more of a... I don't know. I mean, it was still popular, right? Like there was still, you know, Minecraft was in early access for ages. It was in beta. And Fortnite was in early access for a really long time, but everybody was still playing those games. So it's not like it was totally invisible or anything like that. But I think the general sentiment around early access five years ago, six years ago, oh gosh, 2014 was seven years ago. That's insane. It was very different back then. And now it feels like basically nothing besides, you know, you get a little less press and you have people who are still going to say, I'll wait till the game's totally out. But if the entire world is playing the game, then you're going to hop on that train, right? I think one of the, the recent successes of Early Access would be Hades, right? They took, they took a solid amount of time to be like, hey, we can't develop this game in a vacuum. We need people to play it so we can have feedback. But then when the game fully came out, 
everybody was like, okay, it's time to try out this game that people have been talking about and from a company that I really love. And the press really hopped on it. And then, you know, Hades had its golden age, which was, you know, the few weeks following its release uh, out of early access. So anyway, it's just it's kind of a broad spectrum with early access, right? You can be in it, but then only catch your major success when you get out of it. You can have major success early on. Or maybe you'll just never escape the view of it being an early access game, even when you do release. Maybe that's kind of what happened to The Long Dark. By the way, if you've never played The Long Dark or if you've never heard of it, it's it's a pretty good game. It's been a while since I played it, but it's a survival game. It's got a good story, very atmospheric. If you have an avenue to try it out, I, I would recommend it. I never ended up finishing it, but I think that was because they hadn't finished the story. And I don't know if they even have yet, but I do know that they have like a you know, an endless survival and whatnot. All right, anyway, folks, thanks so much for uh, for being here. I've got four more weeks of school, or five, something like that. Doing my best. It's a rough time, but I'm doing my best. Until next time, farewell. <laughs>